So in putting together a puzzle, whether it's 50 pieces or 500 pieces, each and every piece has, of course, a place. The smallest piece, the biggest one, the medium ones, the weird looking ones, the block ones, the circle ones, whatever sizes and shapes they are. Every puzzle piece has a piece in the puzzle. So what's this an analogy for? Uh, I would say that in, uh, in kind of in our progress, in our efforts to progress our thought, to evolve our thought, we want to be striving toward a whole, meaning a, a conception of things that is not fractured into a million pieces. That's not like a, a puzzle that hasn't yet been put together, but that is like a puzzle that has been put together. So consequently, each and everything uh, in the broadest uh, sense of the word, word thing that we can uh, conceive of has its place. And uh, in the in reality, and the question then is simply to find out what that place is, and that's not always an easy task. And I be, uh, why? Because first of all, the biggest challenge uh, in the first challenge is, is an emotional challenge. We don't want to um, accept emotionally that certain things that make us feel not like we want to feel have any kind of place in reality at all. For example, if uh, so- somebody has an opinion that we disagree with or an idea that makes us a little bit self-conscious, we don't want to acknowledge that that can possibly have any truth or reality to it at all. Get it out of here. We don't need it. If there's a person that doesn't make us feel like we want to feel, that we don't really like, that makes us self-conscious, that we see maybe ourself in, and consequently, uh, it, or the parts of us that we don't like, so and consequently we project the, the hatred and disgust that would normatively be directed at us onto the other person, in a case like this, we don't even want to uh, acknowledge that that person should exist at all, that that person has any place in, in reality whatsoever, and so forth and so on. Right, so that's the biggest challenge, that, uh, and the first challenge probably, or not, maybe not the biggest, we'll hopefully get to that, but that's the first challenge. So in response to that, we have to remember that uh, all, all people by necessity mean good. Every single person that ever was, is, or will be can only mean a single thing. The will works in one way, and a person pursues uh, what uh, appears good to him or her in the context that uh, is to the person present. And uh, obviously these contexts are innumerable. Not all of them are, are healthy, wholesome human context that are, are truly oriented in relation to, uh, to, to, the, to the good of everybody involved, to say the least. But the, 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 the reality is what it is and, and no uh, amount of contingent kind of complexity can, can alter it even one iota. So once we understand that, we know we have to find a place for every single person in reality. As it concerns ideas and, and opinions, uh, uh, it is what it is, right? That we confuse frequently words for uh, ideas and we think that a bunch of terms have to have a place in reality. But uh, that's not necessarily so, it meaning uh, aside from just being sounds. Meaning if I say right now, for example, uh, obviously, da 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 then clearly that doesn't mean anything to us, hopefully. And uh, we understand the way to fit that into the, 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 the large puzzle of reality is just to say the person made a bunch of sounds. But even if we were to say something that sounds coherent, uh, but upon closer examination may not be, it will be the same idea. So let's uh, string together a bunch of words Uh the noble justice of the truth demands the love of the greatness of the universe altogether, right? So there's unfortunately books written just like that, stringed out of random sentences. And the people say the uh, random words assembled together, barely making any sense at all. And people frequently speak like that. So here we would say, oh, but you're incorrect, right? Your opinion is wrong. So it's not that... It, in a case like this, somebody's opinion is wrong. It's that they haven't said anything to begin with. It's no different in quality than... Blah, 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 blah. 
Right? It's just that we recognize the individual words, but if they can't go together, then they can't go together. Right? So uh, it, that kind of takes care of a, of a great deal of, of what we hear and read. That's how we put it into our picture of reality. We don't have to say, oh, this, this random string of, of words that we just said. Let's figure out how that really fits into reality, right? What's the, is, does it go here? Does it go there? No, it's just a bunch of words. As it concerns clear ideas, clear thought, that certainly is what it is. And it's certainly, if we can conceive uh, of something that we might call an idea, conception, whatever you want to call it, uh, we, we would have to find a, a place for it in reality. And frequently, right, the reason we don't want to is because it can make us feel bad. So, for example, the first idea we said, that's a very clear idea that every single person means good. That means that all the people that we've hated, that we've uh, talked down to, that we've uh, kind of haven't found the place for in our reality, they meant good. So that means it was our fault that we didn't understand that they meant good. And we also meant good, right? So consequently, even though it's a clear idea, we may say, no, no, no. This person hurt me too much. This person I disagree with too much. This person I can't step into their shoes. They're too crazy. They're too cruel. They're too malicious. They're this and that. They can't possibly mean good. So we reject the idea. We spit it back out. Our intellectual immune system can't handle it. It rejects it. Just like a, a, a body can, can attack a, a kidney transplant. Right? So <laughs> that, that's a, a challenge there. But real clear ideas. We can, if we can conceive what's being talked about, right? Like two plus two is four or all people mean good. Uh, then we, if we want to form a, a hole in our mind, then we do need to find a place for each and every uh, idea. But from there, once we get past the emotional kind of roadblocks uh, to, to here then uh it, it is it's, it's an intellectual uh, problem it, it, it's a, it's a bunch of riddles c- concerning reality of how do we make everything kind of make sense because on the face of it uh things are obvious right uh, at a, even we ask a, a little kid 70 years old how's the world work and to a great extent uh, that certain at least terms will 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 be said that that are correct right there's time there's space there's objects, there's things, there's there's people, there's places, there's faces. But if we begin to look closely at the the phenomena that we call the appearance or we call the world, whatever you want to say, we see it. It becomes very, very complicated, and there's very many contradictions to to something as simple as time, to something as simple as space, something as simple, seemingly not obviously not as simple, but seemingly as simple as as personal identity. Uh, as individuation, all kinds of things, and uh, consequently, if we really look deep, then then our, our entire kind of world image can can easily fracture and fall apart, right? And we don't want that because we want that unity, we want that wholesomeness and wholeness in our uh, perspective of things. So then, as long as we we've gotten past the emotional roadblocks to to uh, putting together the puzzle, then yeah, it's it's a it's a intellectual problem and uh, it, it, it's kind of simulated by certain fields for example physics thinks itself to be pursuing uh, or theoretical physics that uh, that problem right the theory of everything but uh, unfortunately uh, there's uh, no shot in a uh, hundred trillion years that simply equations and uh, kind of abstracted notions of variations represented by symbols and manipulated basically as a tautology and off of a world image the relation of which to any possible experience is uncertain and needs a, a tremendously a tr- tremendous deal uh, more of analysis and, and, and thought there is no shot at all that uh, anything will, will come of that uh, of substance but uh, it gives people something interesting to do but uh, the real kind of a uh, way is is a is a holistic if that's the right word meaning is an approach that brings in uh, anything and everything all together that doesn't just say that 
everything can really be comprehended in terms of uh, equations or in terms of a kind of a, a naive mechanical uh, uh, world picture, but uh, that considers everything from language to uh, to to our experience as it as it is, right? For example, time. Uh, is it really fair to reduce time to uh, kind of a postulated instantaneous uh, absolute moments that that have uh, it, it, the, the kind of of unknown um, it, duration, right? Which is kind of the the way it would be portrayed in in a more mechanical world picture, or is it more reasonable to think of time in, in the way that it's actually experienced by us? And uh, here we see that it's experienced in light of our objectives, in light of our perceptions, in light of our uh, desires, and all kinds of things, right? Holding a hot potato for one minute is one thing, and uh, doing something enjoyable for, for a minute is another thing. Maybe that's worth taking into account in any real interpretation of time. Right? That may, time maybe doesn't go by at all for the rock in our backyard, in terms of our kind of experience of it, at least our perception of it, we can't note any changes in it. But time does go by as it concerns, you know, us starting a stopwatch. And what does that refer to? Maybe it refers to an activity of ours. How does that refer to a broader kind of picture of our life, to the aging of the body and the aging of the mind? Right? These are all kind of experiential things that certainly cannot be simply reduced to any kind of naive. A, a, a naive formulation, right? And obviously, not they also cannot be reduced to, to uh, empty words that uh, people that don't want to be rigorous thinkers might try to throw in, right? Though it's just a question of uh, you know these kinds of universes, whatever, whatever. Right? We don't want that either. So it's just about clear, rigorous thinking, but encompassing anything and everything altogether. And uh, we hope to do that and consequently progress toward a picture of unity where there are no contradictions in our understanding, where everything makes sense and is clear. And uh, well, the, the contents of uh, our kind of perceptual realities, again, time, space, and also the moral realities and how we relate to each other and worthwhile objectives for life and all kinds of things. And it's possible to make progress in, in, in these departments, but only when we have gotten past the emotional roadblocks. Before then, there's no shot whatsoever that we could uh, so much as solve one riddle because our self-interest is involved and uh, we want things to be in a way that'll make us look good or that'll conform to our prior preferences or that'll conform to uh, our preset kind of opinions or intuitions or, or paradigms or whatever the case may be. And that's exactly why, right, if, if uh, in, in particular paradigms prevalent today, people can labor for the next 10,000 years and th- 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 there'll be absolutely no progress uh, because it, it rolls it out from the get-go. So we need to get past the, the emotional roadblocks, think about things in a whole and totem, and uh, try to move toward a picture of wholeness and unity best we can. All right? Thank you for listening.